माई नेम इज तरल शाह एंड वेलकम टू माई पॉडकास्ट द जर्नी Hello everyone welcome to the second episode of my podcast the journey today we have with us Meghna Shah who is currently the administrator coordinator and a stage manager at Bangalore School of Speech and Drama that is BSSD welcome to the podcast Meghna how are you doing I am good thank you for having me here i'm excited to to be here and talk about uh, theater theater cool so uh, tell me something how, how did it all start like where did it start and how did you get into theater so for me uh, i was fortunate because uh, the the world of theater was introduced to me when i was quite young uh, so it started off with me joining the bangalore school of speech and drama where i currently work uh, as a student um, and as an extracurricular activity and uh, the more i was there the more uh, productions that i did uh, as an actor as well as backstage the more i realized that this is something that i'm good at and something that i'm interested in doing in the future and i got fortunate that everything just kind of like lined up for me and the the path that i took was an easy was very easily laid out for me so i was able to make something that was my passion my career so it started when i was 12 actually okay so you you basically realized your passion at a very early stage what made you motivate to take it up as a career I think that uh I think that again I was I was fortunate because um I did not ever have any pressure of uh uh having to do something mainstream you know when I was doing this more uh, seriously and I was I was more interested in it and I knew I was good at it and I found out that there is an opportunity to make it a career and for it to be semi sustainable i uh, decided why not you know if you can choose to do something that can makes you happy and you can sort of sustain yourself with that then you should do it so um again i got very fortunate because i realized like you said not many people know of their passion when they're that they, like that young mm. and i got lucky because uh, i i met the right people at the right time and you know uh, had obviously the support of my family who weren't very ever very strict about you know no you need to be an engineer and a doctor and a lawyer you know so uh, like i said earlier everything just like lined up very well for me and worked in my favor cool so that's that's actually good that parents are uh, very open about the fact that you can do something like this uh, yeah. now i know you personally uh, and you have a degree in uh, arts yes, management arts management how did all that come like uh, how did you find out about this degree and what is the degree all about if you can tell more about it so uh, i was working i was interning actually at the bangalore school of speech and drama in my uh, 10th grade i think mm-hmm. um on during the summer workshop and i uh, happened to meet a friend of a friend who told me about a university in singapore Mm. which has a course called a uh, you know a diploma in arts management mm. and up until that point i had never heard about anything like this i did not know i wanted to make this my career i knew i was always going to be doing theater and be part of of uh, this world but i never thought that i would make it a career because i didn't know that there was an opportunity to do so until i you know uh, met people and they told me about uh, studying it professionally and uh, so i decided to apply after my uh, 12th grade 
actually and uh, went ahead and got into the university in Singapore and happened right in the midst of my board exams. So I was <laughs> like, you know, what better sign is this for me to like have everything work out for me? So, uh, yeah, so I found out about that. If I would not have met uh, uh, people through that, that, you know, journey of mine, I would have ended up being like a, a normal BA degree in like psychology and English literature maybe because that's what I was doing in my 11th and 12th grade. But Correct. because yeah. I, I knew about it at the right time and uh, the idea of, you know, doing this for the rest of my life, like managing shows because before I went in to start studying arts management in my head it was like oh it's basically studying how to like do a show which I mm. already know kind of okay. you know so I'll get a little bit of, of, of proper training in it and then I'll you know uh, make a career out of it and like what is the best thing apart from like having to do a show for the rest of your life like what better life can you ask for and well, that's the reason why I decided to do it well that that's actually very um inspiring because um, once i started doing open mics and started hitting open mics uh, and started doing stand up i was like shit man i should do this every day and i can totally understand your feeling about doing this for the rest of your life but um, yeah. uh, now that you have a degree in arts management and uh, you have been working uh, in theater for quite some time uh, you said yeah. that you joined the bangalore school of speech and drama at the age of 12 and you did a course on arts management which kind of helps uh, the whole process of how to run a production and things like that quite a lot of people who don't have a degree in this country and are still doing right. theater how does this degree uh, help you or how does this degree uh, put you in the scene different from the others so i think again with theater it's, it's we can't um, it's hard for me to talk about the creative aspect of it in terms of the training that is required in order to be a, a, a theater practitioner as in an actor, a director, a writer. I will not get into that because that is not uh, something that I do. What I do uh, is a stage manage and production manage shows. And I believe that um, most definitely experience is the larger part of the learning in, in this field. But if you have uh, some kind of, um, you know, a, a structured program that you can study that gives you a better understanding of how to just be better organized and what all uh, can be covered because when you do a show you learn every of course you learn uh, with every show and you make sure that you improve in the next show but if you have studied it then it gives you a base understanding and it, you kind of go into your first show being better prepared for me uh, what was very very uh, nice was that uh, before I went in to study uh, arts management, I already had some experience doing, uh, you know, productions as a backstage crew. So then when I went in to study in Singapore, I um, obviously amongst my classmates who had had no experience, I had a little more experience. So I understood stuff that was being taught to me because I could relate it to the projects I've done earlier. And um, I took my previous experience, the, the study that I was doing there, and kind of put them both together and implemented it when I was doing shows post my degree or while I was doing my degree when I was working freelance, I would, you know, use that experience and that knowledge that I, I gained from the class into practice. So I think it's, it's, it's great if you can get a balance of the two uh, because it just gives uh, you a 100% like foundation in everything. 
but definitely it's not just enough to um, have a degree and no experience because this is a field that keeps like every show is different every and if you're doing the same show also every day of the show can be different because you know you have no idea what can they say that whatever could possibly go wrong will go wrong so you know you need to make sure that you're ready for that and no classroom setting is ever going to get you prepared for that okay so it uh, needs to be a mix so uh, in a way you had a slight advantage over your classmates uh, during the course uh, but um, what was that one thing in the course that you found uh, very interesting or what's one thing that you would recommend that people in case if they are going to do theater in future they should take up this course because uh, as you said this course is more about managing stuff and it's not basically teaching you uh, acting or writing or directing or uh, screenplay right. writing or various other yeah. uh, creative uh, forms that are required for theater here it's basically managing the whole thing so what is that one thing that uh, you found that this course should be taken by those who are willing to or planning to become a production manager or production person yeah uh i think that what uh, the course really helps you do is uh, it is for me uh, one is it gives you a better understanding on how to structure and organize a show because uh, when you do it uh, otherwise you're doing it again from your experience you see what you've done the previous show and you make sure you make your system more efficient the next time around so um, something i learned uh, in singapore that i did not know a lot about before was uh, what two things one was documentation i learned how important documenting and archiving a project was um uh, and uh, the second thing that i learned uh, or got a lot more exposed to was technical aspects of like lighting and sound because uh, we got fortunate that we had courses that were in technical lighting and in sound operating so we got to you know uh, actually physically climb up uh, a ladder and rig oh. a light on the on the light bar on top and like learn wow. that and realize that there's a way a lot of like science and like physics in all of this that's involved so you need to be a little more like you know uh, accepting of of the the science aspect of it as well and then got to you know even um you know, learn how to use a proper like sound console because you if you are learning how to be a manager you need to know apart from just the managerial skills you also need to know the technical aspects of it such as light and sound so um that was very very exciting for me because that was something i had never done before i was never exposed to before uh the other thing that was very exciting in terms of the technical aspect was a uh, technical drawings of a set because again that was something that i was never doing before i had gone to singapore so to learn how to use softwares like autocad and sketchup and things like that just so that you can uh, you know uh, do a, a a 3d drawing of the set before you go into the space oh. so that you know, you've you've prepared everything before you actually head into the space so you are when you go in you go in immediately ready to you know start set up oh so uh, this yeah. whole point of the autocad and this technical join what you're talking about is to design yeah. the entire set so how the entire stage looks like right yes essentially is just so that it gives also as a stage manager or as the crew or as the director it just gives you a better understanding of how you want your space to look and uh, gives you more clarity if you have to source stuff or you have to construct stuff where are you going to get all of that from you know 
So uh, it's great to always put it down all down on paper, measure everything out, and take it from there. Oh, nice! This is uh, yeah. quite interesting because uh, I always thought uh, theater means uh, you have actors coming in, talking to each other, and there's hardly very minimal use of props. That is what I had right. in my mind. But then right. now that you you spoke about the whole about st- stage designing and things like this, uh, I guess Broadway uh, has something like this where they they have a massive stage setup design and things like that, right? I think that it's not only Broadway. I think that again, it depends on um, the show that you're planning to put up, the script that you want to put up, the director's vision with the script. Uh, also, I think sometimes a large part of it depends on the budget that you have in terms of what you <laughs> can really, you know, put up. Uh, sometimes, if you're doing a show that is uh, very, um, you know. Uh, fantasy based or based off a book or a, a you know a popular story then obviously your sets are far more grand and sometimes uh, when you do um, a slightly more realistic story then you will realize that a lot of what you put up on stage is actually going from your house uh, when i was in singapore mm-hmm. and we had done a production from the from my study table to my chairs in my house to uh, some of the site tables in my house uh, to almost everything that I owned went from my house to the theater and then back and that's something that I still do even like even when I'm here in Bangalore like when you are part of the core team the first thing you do when you're starting to source props is look into your house and be like hey you know what can I take from here and and everybody pitches in because if you have it with you then why should you go ahead and spend the money and go and make something that you're not going to end up using again Correct. So I was just having, I, I, I just realized recently that I think that some of the furniture in my house has seen more of the stage than I have. Yeah, so I like, It's been on stage long, longer than maybe I have. So, yeah. I remember on the day of production, uh, we used to call John Uncle and keep all the props in that yeah. uh, Tavera. I think it was Tavera yeah. and then used yeah, to yeah, go yeah. for your shows and then again bring them back. Exactly. That was, yeah. Yeah. That's. I agree. There's yeah. a lot of props, lot of things so in the I house. Rea- I realized how much I missed John Uncle when I was in Singapore because I realized oh, I didn't have a car at my disposal and I didn't have. So I was either cabbing it or I was fortunate that most of the venues that I was working at were like close to my house. Uh, so I remember like putting shit on a trolley and taking it from it? my house to the theater venue. Theater, yeah. So. Um, yeah, that's when I realized how much I miss having like a car and a driver at disposal. Because otherwise, every time I'd have to take a cab, I had to make sure that, you know, I was spending that money for like a short distance because I can't carry the stuff. Correct. So, yeah. Oh, so that, that's that's interesting uh, in terms of uh, how we use our own things uh, for mm-hmm. a lot of production. Uh, and uh, even when I saw that very for the very first time that back then, I was like, this is this is great cost cutting and great utilization of resources and moreover it requires a lot of creativity because just to imagine just to think for a fact that okay this chair in my house is going to fit somewhere on the stage it requires that kind of creativity or it requires that kind of vision so hats off to you guys on that uh, aspect mm-hmm. uh, now tell me um, now that you've uh, you'd, you I think you were there for five to six years in Singapore uh, five years. Five years. Five, years. five yeah. years in Singapore where you did your studying and you also worked 
in the theater industry in Singapore for quite some time. I think you were juggling uh, two jobs at the same time. How was that experience? Uh, so I've uh, I've always liked to multitask. I don't like uh, I, uh, a common term that could be used is I like to be a busybody, which is not a very good thing. But uh, because even before when we were in school, I used to have school and BSSD. So I always um, wanted to do more than just go to school, you know, even when I was over there. And uh, I had gone to Singapore with the purpose of knowing more about uh, what it is there that is there out to be, you know, offered in the theater industry. So um, I, again, uh, got very lucky because I met people who knew people who vouched for me in the beginning when I was trying to get to know how to you know start this whole thing off so uh it started uh, first with um assistant stage managing on a tamil show where i did not know tamil then moving on to being offered an opportunity to stage manage on a uh, devised production which basically means you have no script when you begin and oh. as the process goes along you're creating the script and um as somebody who is very very uh process driven and excessively organized it gives you a chance to realize that you cannot rush that creative process as well but yeah, you have true. to also yeah. make sure that you're no but you have to also make sure that you're you're sticking to your timeline because you've made your bookings of your venue and you've started all of the marketing prep you can't then let an actor continue to be in the process you know mm. so uh, and that was very um new and very challenging for me because that was my first official in Singapore stage management uh, gig that I was doing and I was working with and on every uh, team that I was in Singapore I was always the youngest and yeah. I had to like tell people who were much older than me to like get their shit together and like you know be organized and that you know hey we this was our agenda and we were supposed to get this far and then had to deal with actors moods and like you know them not being in the right like headspace to create the work so uh, from doing that to then doing uh, stage managing and production managing a bunch of other shows, it was very, uh, very, very rewarding for me. And uh, like I said earlier, I got very lucky with the people that I met because they were very warm. They were very welcoming. They were also very uh, willing to take me under their wing and teach me. So, uh, you know, my journey in, in, in that aspect was very uh, exciting and fulfilling and uh, would, I would love to like go back and do it all over again uh, but at the same time there were times that obviously sometimes you don't have shows that you have to do so what can you do otherwise so I said you know what else are my opportunities so I've done things that like involve as part-time job I taught English as a tuition teacher I have uh, yeah you would make a good English teacher that I can vouch for <laughs> oh my god how many of my pronunciations have been corrected by you oh my god that was like uh, a horrid time for me Shit. Ah, okay carry on yeah so I've done English tuition teaching I've done uh, working at a bar I've done uh, handing out flyers at metro stations oh. um yeah, I've done like front of house, which basically means ushering and distributing brochures on the day of show and like, you know, showing people to their seats. I've done that kind of um, work as well. So it's been very, uh, a, a very holistic experience, I must say, because like 
every everything was was uh, fun you know at no point was i like oh oh i also worked as a um, not a real estate person but what? i like was helping oh yeah what? yeah i don't think i ever told you this i gone uh, when i was moving houses one of the people who was helping me move like the person whose house i was moving into was under this agency so she was looking for somebody to help assist her in terms of um, uh, organizing and admin related stuff and i uh, even then was very uh, excited to like or like use an excel sheet essentially so um, and she knew about my whole thing where i was looking for a job in order to be to be able to stay in singapore and she said that you know if this really works out then i might be able to help you with that and i was like you know game on because i if i oh. can get to stay in singapore then i can get to do more shows and still continue to do this so yeah i did a bit of that also for a while before i came back to india real estate yeah. okay yeah, yeah. Well, showing people houses documenting images and technical aspects of the house not technical i mean like description of how many rooms what is available things yeah. like that yeah i've done that as well so if theater doesn't work you have a plan b in terms of real estate oh, i have i have no i it's not real estate because that was one of the things i was not very excited to do but uh, i have a bunch of like plan b options and they're like very strange uh, career options but uh, will make me very very happy so i oh, nice. uh, i think that i will i will be sorted in the event that this is not something i want to do for the rest of my life which i highly doubt but yeah yeah i think theater is better for you <laughs> uh, okay yeah. now Uh, so you said that you worked in singapore with uh, uh, where you told when you worked with a tamil production and then you worked with another yes. production where they were building the script uh, yes during the process uh, both are very different experiences then you have had experiences before you went to singapore in india where uh, you mainly worked with children because bangalore school yes. of speech and drama uh, generally does shows with children and children, uh, yeah so that's a very different experience uh yeah uh what are the different differences you have observed like uh when you were in india and then when you went to singapore like did you feel that there is a difference in the scene in india and in scene in sorry rather let me make it more specific scene in bangalore and scene in singapore so okay if we're talking about the larger aspect of the theater scene itself mm. i don't think it would be right for me to answer that question because before i went to singapore to study i was not doing this professionally i was doing it okay. as a extracurricular activity so apart from what i was doing with bsld i didn't know anything about the theater scene mm. so i can't uh, you know make that comparison but what i can after coming back uh say mm. is that the bangalore theater scene is growing people are more interested we are getting places it's going to be a long 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 journey ahead in terms mm. of uh, you know uh, it being something that is considered sort of mainstream or you know a revenue generating mm. uh but uh, people are showing more interest in the field which is great uh the other difference is of course with uh, the people that you work with uh working with children is always a lot better than working with adults because <laughs> you know children are they they have questions they want to know more but also they understand and are more like you know flexible and and uh are more focused on uh, doing a good job 
adults sometimes ego gets in the way uh, yeah. your age gets in the way um you know and their sort of experience gets in the way so of course there is that that difference um, having said that i have also worked with some uh, older actors uh, who are phenomenal and excessively professional and mm-hmm. and very uh, you know warm and respectful as well um but uh, the but i mean it's it's very rewarding to watch children put up such a spectacular show because they're children and they do and they show a sense of professionalism that you will expect only from uh, you know professional actors who've been doing it for a very very long time okay. so that's very very you know yeah. rewarding to see uh, the other difference of course is in terms of uh, funding and technology and infrastructure that we have of course mm-hmm. most definitely singapore has better theater venues it has uh, better uh, uh, you know equipment it has better systems it has a lot of uh, stuff in terms of infrastructure and technology mm-hmm. that you know we seem to be lacking in so that's a large difference between uh, singapore and bangalore or india for for that uh, in that mm-hmm. sense and uh, the other thing that i think would be would be funding because uh, in singapore there is that uh, wonderful opportunity of applying to government grants and different uh, avenues to you know try and and find funding in india the concept there are apparently government funds for the arts mm. but it one india is excessively large mm. two the number of people possibly applying for these grants are excessive so i have mm. no idea whether they are receiving the, the mm. money or not so mm. it's essentially a lost cause so mm. in india if you're looking for funding you have to either self fund or try and break even with ticket sales yes, or look for funding, funding you know mm. true so um yeah i think that's another like difference but again even in singapore getting funding is not easy like you mm. apply to oh. like five you apply to five the avenues are there but how much you receive and whether you receive from them again is subject to whether they want to give you the money okay. so there is a whole process in singapore where you which is also there in bangalore when you prepare a sponsorship proposal but mm. in singapore it's mm. more focused on uh, the the ideology that the the mm. government organization is looking for so like mm-hmm. for example national arts council wants to mm. know how mm. your piece of work is adding to the singapore art scene so your mm. sponsorship proposal is more uh, inclined towards like you're writing more inclined towards that storyline as mm. opposed to a corporate uh, sponsorship proposal where you're discussing about what they can get back in return uh, for coming on board with a project that you're working on oh. so uh, as a production manager it becomes very uh, uh, you know challenging because you have to make sure that you write something that you write about your production in a way that uh, they are interested to mm. want to give their money correct you know? yeah yeah oh so so apart from that you have to look like apart from the whole managing the stage and the production there's a lot more in terms of funding that you have to take care also and advertising as well as uh making sure that you get enough people to come for the show also so uh, marketing yeah. advertising so there's a yeah. lot more so i guess just just know that you need to have a technical knowledge you need to even know how to deal with sponsors so corporate so i think it, 
Right, but I think that also uh, uh, in technically in a, in a theater company, you have people who are playing different roles. You have mm. a production manager oh. who is the one who is dealing with all of these, like, you know, the writing of proposals, bringing on who needs to be brought on board, handling finances, oh, all of that is kind of taken care of by the production manager. Sure, sure. And the stage manager only focuses on what needs to be, needs to be done. done in terms yeah. of the of oh. the performance and like the actors and things like that. And the production manager takes care of all of the like, you know, okay. uh, larger other uh, dealings. So okay. for me, it was very interesting because I moved from um, being a stage manager because I thought that that's the only mm. thing I ever want to do in my life mm. to uh, wanting to production man to getting an opportunity to do to be a production manager mm. and then realizing that actually that's also something that I'm interested in because it mm. it gives me a chance to not be stressed about day of show because the day Correct. of show headache is the stage managers you know yeah, yeah, I yeah. do all of the prep work but then again if I don't get enough money then that becomes a problem and all of that. But uh, at least on the day of show, I'm not like stressing and hyperventilating. I get to stand outside, greet people, get to chit chat with them before and after the show, Correct. rather than being, you know, stressed in the in the sound box. So it it <laughs> it, it was a great um, uh, opportunity to know how to do both. Tell me something. How do you deal with your finance? Like, are you making enough, or is there scope of doing better? Or if someone is taking up this field, how mm. difficult it's going to be for them? So um, there are a bunch of things. One is that if you choose to be a theater practitioner in the field, you need to remember that you can never stop working, which means that uh, while you are working on a show currently, you need to make sure that you're already prepping for the next show, you know, because uh, if as an actor or as a director or as a stage manager, you manage to do, say, four shows in a year, then you can still somehow survive. I mean, you're not obviously leading a comfortable life. And this is irrespective, Singapore or, or India, anywhere. If you are being a freelancer as a theater practitioner, you need to constantly be creating work. If you're only doing this, if you're only doing theater and you're not, and I'm not even talking about uh, teaching, I'm talking about just creating work, then four to five shows a year is what you should be doing in order to be able to, uh, you know, survive uh, but again uh, as a manager in india there are less people who realize that there is a need for it so it's harder to be uh, 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 to be employed just as a stage manager or just as a production manager because people don't realize until they start working with one and use one on a show they don't realize how much they need one because they're like, oh no, you know what? We'll manage. So the actors will uh, will help pitch in, and you know everybody is is doing different roles, which is great, and that is the spirit of theater. But uh, sometimes you also need to have one person who can kind of like help step up and and take responsibility. You know, uh, so uh, it's uh, it's unfortunate that uh, sometimes people feel like there isn't the need to have a manager on board, and that's not the first person that they would you know, want to employ. So that's, uh, so if you are planning to survive just as a manager freelance in India, it's harder than in Singapore. In Singapore also, it's hard. But in India, it's harder because there is less of an understanding of the need of a manager. Uh, and uh, if you are not just being a theater practitioner and you still want to be in the theater field, another wonderful, like, again, like I said, I have been very, very fortunate that I've been able to make, like, you know, do a full cycle, full cycle for me, in a sense, mm. 
or come back full circle because I started off as a student at the Bangalore School of Speech and Drama. I took all of my experience with that, went to Singapore, got trained and have now come back and working with the Bangalore School of Speech and Drama. And not only am I working on their productions, which happens once a year, but I also uh, um, help uh, in terms of the administrative side of things. I also teach uh, children of different age groups. So uh, in that sense, it's worked very well for me because I have found a space where I can get to also make money and do something that I'm passionate about. Of course, I'm not doing show after show after show after show, which is what in an ideal world I would like to be doing. Uh, you know, just being a stage manager, but I also know that just being a stage manager is not going to help me survive financially. Okay. You need to do other things. So I've been uh, constantly, uh, you know, been pushed out of my comfort zone and then realized that actually this is something that I might not be so terrible at. So I never thought ever that I would come back and I would teach, but I am. And uh, as much as I keep trying to deny it, I, uh, you know, it's, it's not, I mean, I keep trying to deny saying that I'm a terrible teacher, but I don't think that's the case. I think that uh, uh, you are, I, <laughs> I, I know that. that I've, I think that I've uh, started to like, you know, have a little bit of likingness towards it. The students like me, I like them and we're doing fun things like that. So, and also getting them to learn like a lot of like other things through that process. So um, it works out really well. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's high time you start uh, giving some credit to yourself. You can teach, you, definitely. <laughs> I, I've seen that. I've personally seen that. So uh, it's high time you give the credit to yourself. Um, so Singapore is done. You're working in yes. Bangalore. Uh, uh, yeah. Where do you see yourself going ahead after this? Oh, why this question? Uh, <laughs> well, honestly... uh, I, I, well, this is for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. I mean, you know what? I have, I, I say this very often. I had planned this far out. Like, uh, uh, this was the dream, you know, to uh, sure. um, study theater and arts management and production management and get to work over there and then to come back and implement all of that. And mm-hmm. I, I it, it's really funny because sometimes I look back at my, you know, Facebook memories remind you of how you were as a child. As a teenager, <laughs> right? And that's the only purpose of Facebook memories these days. And I've noticed that's the on only multiple... purpose of Facebook, by the way. There's nothing that's else. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, it's like your little like own like personalized scrapbook, but out for the world. You know? World, correct. Anyway, so uh, I've noticed through a cu- couple of my uh, Facebook memories that I wanted to work at the Bangalore School of Speech and Drama even before I knew I wanted to work there. Because I would like, I would now when I go back and I look at it, I realize that I have put up posts where I would have probably done a little like extra something and hung out with my friends through the process. Mm. And then I've written about how wonderful of a day I had and about how it would be the best thing in the world to be able to work at the Bangalore School of Speech and Drama. Mm. And so now that I'm here and I'm doing this, I'm like, okay, I planned this far. I dreamt about achieving this. Now I've achieved it. So I am here right now in this moment and I am, uh, you know, uh, happy and I'm doing something I'm passionate about. I'm working with people that I genuinely love, uh, people who've taught me so much and are my very, very good friends. So uh, 
I don't know in the future whether I will be this fortunate to have um, this kind of uh, environment because mm-hmm. I don't know where and what I'm going to go do. Mm-hmm. I know at some point of time I need to uh, uh, go ahead and maybe try studying something further. What that's going to be, where that's going to take me, mm-hmm. um, I have no idea. I'm still in the process of developing a new dream because right now I'm very happy. So I'm like, why? You know, rock yeah, rock. you you kind of. Uh, are in your comfort zone and it's very difficult yeah. sometimes to uh, come out of it and try to explore more uh, than what you have and i think yeah. in some time you will be able to find something for yourself i'm pretty sure yeah. about that because i'm pretty sure you'll get bored very quickly <laughs> uh so uh, no i don't think i'm going to ever get bored but i think that at some point i might uh, uh like i said i'm very happy because again this was the dream and i've achieved it so you know that sense of satisfaction of achieving the goal that you wanted to work towards is definitely there and especially it's like you look for a new job only if you feel like you're not being satisfied enough at your current job but yeah. i don't seem to have that problem so i'm like yeah. until that problem comes up or uh, until i feel like i i need to bring more to the table Mm-hmm. I think till then I will stay where I am. I think the only time that I will I will want to do something else with my life and move forward is when I feel like um I need to expand my own skill set so that I can bring more to uh, any organization even uh, you know where I'm currently working. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's if if the if there is any journey that I take forward it's only so that I can do more than I am doing now. you know okay. to explore more and and be a better version of the current self okay yeah. uh last but not the least uh that's a speech thing shit that's not how it is anyway uh anyway i have one last thing to ask to you um any advice you would want to give someone who's wanting to take a, a career in theater uh just do it man like i think that it <laughs> I That's Nike by the way just do it anyway. <laughs> uh I think I mean I think that it's something that you need to be very um patient with because if you are somebody who does not have like if and I'm talking about on a creative of creative standpoint if you don't have the a skill set or the training yet uh, or the knack for it then it's going to take you time to get to a place where you're comfortable in terms of being a good creative person mm-hmm. and in terms of being a, a a technical or a production manager stage manager kind of person and if you want to take this up professionally realize that you're going to have to be the the level headed person most of the time you're mm-hmm. going to have to be the patient person you're going to have to be the person who is uh, the most reliable person on the team so mm-hmm. be prepared for um, you know having to deal with that level of uh, i won't say pressure but that like that like that responsibility mm, and uh, and the only thing is be patient if you are patient through the process then uh, you will come out of it being uh, 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 you know doing more and like say making more money if you want to it's not theater or the arts industry is not an industry where you go in you're like done i'm going to make money in a year mm. it doesn't work like that you know mm. you've got to be patient and realize that Correct. it is a process and it is going to take time so hang in there and do whatever you need to do in order to hang in there and work hard at it true there's, yeah there's no, no two ways about it yeah you cannot 
become that famous in any art yeah. form that quickly yeah. and i'm getting yeah. in terms into it like when i started doing comedy i was like ah oh, this is cakewalk and and then i started bombing mm-hmm. very badly and like oh shit this is going to take a lot of time anyway yeah, yeah but uh, as you said earlier also that every uh, everyone has their own time uh, they require their own time uh, in that art form like if you ask me uh, have i achieved what i wanted to do mm-hmm. in terms of stand up i'll be like i'm quite slow compared to a lot of people like a lot of people have already done a lot of things so i think everyone has their own time and i think that's very exactly. that's very important that they know that when they get into any art form that they need to be very patient even in terms of yeah. the, the technical even in terms of the creative part i think that's very yeah. Uh, and also you have to realize that apart from being patient that you can't be excessively hard on yourself because that's going ooh. to like get you nowhere you know you're just yeah. going to keep like then feeling like terrible so work hard and be like okay anything that i can do to get like my face out there so if it means like like even for me when i went from bangalore where i was you know being the crew uh, being a crew member or being an assistant stage manager in bangalore to then going to singapore where nobody knew anything about my experience and i couldn't uh, you know uh, say and uh, they didn't know much about india and bangalore and all of that so uh, i had to again you know start from the bottom up so i've mopped floors i've like i said i've given out like flyers, flyers. and you know like Ashwati. done food runs uh-huh. and gone and what like water and things like that so you are going to have to do a lot of stuff and Correct. there is no way that you can cut it short and be like no but like you know i am so and so and so only if you do the work will people see it and then be like okay this person is worth me investing my time in forget money but if somebody if you get fortunate that you have somebody who is a good uh, like a known person in the industry or who's been in the industry for a really long time and says that i want to invest my time in you because i believe that you have the potential that's all that you really need and they're only going to see the potential you have if you show them by doing all of the work you mm-hmm. can't like just go and talk and not actually get any work done because like nobody's going to believe that mm-hmm. they need to see it so cool. be patient and hang in there yes be patient hang in there and just hit the scene as much as possible i think exactly. that should exactly. be fine thank you so yeah. much meghna i think uh, uh, this is all i wanted from you uh, as of now <laughs> maybe you. in coming years i would definitely take an another round of <laughs> interview where you have been doing something major uh, because the let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves this is your uh, your positivity and willingness to make sure that, i mean like your wants to see that i do amazing things let's not let's just live in the moment i want you know? everyone to do amazing not only you <laughs> <laughs> and and that and the, this the whole idea of the podcast is to sh- show the journey of people and uh, and i genuinely feel there is a lot of potential in you so uh, that's the highest form of compliment i can give <laughs> i know right in the 25 years of my existence this is the first time i've heard and you say anything remotely nice to me so what i always tell yeah. nice things after every show yeah, come on after a show is different because you are everybody in that like mood but when you no. like sat me down you've lived in our house for how long how many times have you said good things to me i have told so many good things about you right sure. but not in front of you behind your back because i had yours at the back of my head no no that is how uh, gujarati said our family works <laughs> in general uh, tell me how many so, of us actually compliment on face 
sad but true sad but true yeah it is true unfortunately yeah. okay thank you so much uh, i hope you had a great time uh, in this podcast i did i did and it's very exciting to um to uh, have uh to be able to listen to things like okay mine so i usually hearing my own like what i've been uh, doing and what my journey is but i heard like your previous podcast and to to know that the and i know the lineup of the people that you have planned in the future <laughs> and it's all like so interesting because i'm like bro like how people have never heard about my field there are other fields out there that exist yeah. and people are making money in those fields so yeah. it's very exciting and a very interesting initiative that you've taken forward uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, even i'm surprised that i know so many people with different fields <laughs> so uh thank you so much megna for this wonderful uh podcast uh, i hope you all enjoyed this episode stay tuned for the next episode and stay safe during this lockdown thank you so much take care bye bye